In this episode, we're going to look at how to do subnetting. I'll show you how to do it and have a discussion of those concepts along the way. In this activity, we're going to be given an IP address of 192.168.100.0/24 to subnet and provide the IP addressing for our network. Each LAN in the network requires 25 addresses for end devices, the switch and the router. The connection between our routers will require an IP address for each end of the link. We'll be discussing designing an IP addressing scheme, assigning IP addresses to networking devices, and then verifying network connectivity. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Eleven point seven point five subnetting scenario. Got the packet tracer lab open up. On the left side is our main window where we have all our devices. That's where we'll do our configuration. On the right side, bottom right, I have the normal packet tracer window. That'll allow us to check our results as we go through and do some configurations. The upper right is the Word document of the packet tracer activity window. This allows me to enter my work into the fields. I got to fill out the addressing table. I have to answer some questions. Word document allows me to do that. Here's our addressing table. As you can see, it's blank. We're going to have to go through and fill this all in. We need to calculate the different subnets, requirements, find out that information. Here's our objectives. Part one, design an IP addressing scheme to assign those addresses and verify network connectivity. We're going, to, we're going to design our subnetting. Once we do that, then we're going to go and we're going to apply that following the rules they give us. We are given the network of 192.168.100.0 slash 24. It's a class C address we are given. The subnet and provide IP addressing for this network over here. As you can see this network, we have several devices on it. Each different network has requirements of at least 25 hosts do that got a switcher it has a switch and a router router interface connection between r1 and r2 will require addresses so this connection right here we also have to go through and assign ip addresses Part one, step one, subnet the 192.168.100.0 slash 24 network into the appropriate number of subnets. We're gonna go back, we're gonna think about what the formula is. The formula is two to the number of bits borrowed for our subnets to make, to make smaller subnets. That equals the number of subnets there. First question, 1A, based on the topology, how many subnets are needed? Looking over here, we have different networks. And remember, routers, routers are the edge of the network. Switches connect devices up. They make your network, they make your local area network. But when we hit a router, that's our default gateway. That's the exit on and off of our network. When we get to a router, that is a connection to a different network. So routers basically stop networks, local area networks. Here in our diagram, the upper left, the PC one, switch one, and then this interface, gig zero zero, that is the first exit. Notice I'm not getting all of R1 in there, I'm just getting the gig zero zero interface. That is one network. Second network, right here, PC2, switch to, and once again, the interface on R1. That is our default gateway. Gig01 is our default gateway. That is part of our network. The third network right here, once again, is 25 hosts. It has PC3 in it, switch three, and the gig00 interface from R2. Now, it's not the entire R2. It is just the gig0 zero interface the fourth network is right here once again that has 25 hosts pc4 switch 4 and the gig 01 interface off of r2 that is the fourth network the fifth network 
is the network that connects up these two routers. You need a network between them so we can route traffic. This is our fifth network right here. And so we had one, two, three, four, five networks. Five subnets. Whoops. Five subnets total. Four for LANs. One for the WAN from R1 to R2. How many bits must be borrowed to support the number of subnets in the topology? How many bits must be borrowed from our, our IP address with the subnet mask there? Once again, the slash 24 means we can't do anything with the first three octets. We can't do that. Our ISP, our network administrator said, this is the network you're using. You can't do that. But this last octet, these last eight bits, we can do whatever we want there. And that's where we're going to subnet, create our smaller networks to allow us to give us our five networks. The formula for that, once again, is two to the power of bits we're borrowing to make our subnets. That equals the number of subnets. And so two to the number of subnets, that equals, or sorry, two to the number of bits borrowed, that equals the number of subnets. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to work through here until I find one that meets a requirement of five subnets total. Two to the first, that equals any number to the first, is that number itself, that equals two subnets. So when I borrow one bit, that is one bit from this portion, so I now have one bit in the subnet portion, seven bits in the host portion, that gives me two subnets. But I need five subnets total, that doesn't work. If I go two to the second power, that is two squared or two times two, that equals four. And once again, that's subnets. If I borrow two bits here, that is two bits out of these eight bits, two bits that goes into our network portion, we're borrowing that, that leaves us six bits in our host portion. Two to the second power, that equals four subnets. Four subnets is less than the five required. So borrowing two bits don't does not work. Two to the third power, that equals two times two times two, equals two times two is four, times two is eight. That gives us eight subnets. That eight subnets is more than our five network. So we can borrow three bits. Of these eight bits that we can work with right there, three bits are gonna go into our network portion, five bits are going to remain in the host portion. How many bits must we borrow? We must borrow three bits. How many subnets does this create? If we borrow three bits, how many does that create? Once again, that formula was two to the number of bits borrowed, so two to the third power equals the number of subnets, that was two times two times two, that gives us two times two is four, times two is eight, that gives us eight subnets. How many usable hosts does that create per subnet? Okay, that was another formula. That formula was two to the number of host bits. Notice I'm using H there. Gives us the number of IP addresses, but we need usable IP addresses. And you can't use the first one because that's the network address. You can't use the last one because that's the broadcast address. So we have to subtract two. That gives us the number of hosts per subnet. As we look at this, we are borrowing three bits right here. If we borrow three bits of this eight bits we can work with, that gives us five bits left in the host portion. 
And so our formula comes in here, 2 to the 5th, minus 2, that gives us the number of hosts per subnet. And so that's 2 times 2 times 2 times 2, 5 times there, minus 2, that is equal to 2 times 2, sorry, 2 times 2 is 4, times 2 is 8, times 2 is 16, times 2 is 32, that gives us 32 minus 2, that gives us 30 hosts per subnet. Once again, that means for our 8 subnets, when we borrow these 3 bits here, that gives us 8 subnets, each of those subnets will have 30 hosts per subnet. On to, should be E. But here I got A, probably your E. Calculate the binary value for the first five subnets. The first two are done for you. Now, once again, we are borrowing three bits. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna highlight that. These are This is our network portion here. These are the bits we're borrowing. The first subnet, we start with putting all zeros into that. That gives us the the network portion of our first network. The second network, we add one to these three bits. We have zero, 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 we add one to that, that gives us zero, zero, one at that point in time. And when we figure out the value of that, the network address, the network address always ends in all zeros. And so as we work through here, these are always going to be zero we can go ahead and fill that in right away time to find the value the network address for our third network remember computers start counting with zero our first subnet subnet number zero there our second subnet is subnet one our third subnet is subnet two that's the one we're working on what we do once again is we increment this by one go ahead and add one to zero zero one one plus one that it gives us two but in binary we only have two possible values we have zero and one can't have that so we start over and we increment the next column by one fill in leading zeros that gives us our value here for our network address for the third network. For the fourth network, we take this value again, we add one to it. Zero plus one is one. We're not doing anything else with the rest of these columns, so those values transfer down. That is the value for the fourth network, subnet number three. Figure out the value for the fifth subnet, we add one to this value here. One plus one, you can't have two, so we start over. Increment the next column by one, that gives us one plus one here again. Can't have two, so we start over at zero. Increment the next column by one. That is the value for this. That fills in our chart there. My B, your F, it says calculate the binary and decimal value of the new network interface. Once again, the subnet mask is all ones. It starts with all ones. Those ones mark the network portion, followed by all zeros. Those mark the net, or sorry, those mark the host portion. We are borrowing three bits here. So now we have these three additional bits in the network portion. Network portion, once again, is represented by ones. And that gives us a one here. A one here, a one here. These were the three bits we are borrowing. I'm gonna highlight them again so they stand out. They get ones, the host portion here, they get zeros. That is the binary value of our new subnet mask. Convert that into decimal. When we convert that into decimal, we look at our values here. And I'm just gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna actually put in the values of these columns right here. That's a value of one. This is a value of two. 
That'd be four, eight. Whoops. That would be 16. That would be 32. That would be 64. And that would be 128. Now con to convert these eight bits, the last octet into binary, you take the values of where there's ones, you take the column value right there, 128, and you add them together. So 128 plus 64, that gives us 192, plus 32 onto that, that gives us a value of 224. That is the decimal value of our new subnet mask. 255, 255.255.224. Fill in the subnet table, listing the decimal value of all available subnets, the first and last usable host address, and the broadcast address. Repeat until all addresses are listed. Okay, so getting started here is a little interesting. What we do here is the subnet address. Well, once again, the first three octets in our address, we can't change anything. That was given to us by our network administrator, by our internet service provider. These are the first three octets. That is the slash 24. We cannot change anything. And so that value will remain constant down here for our new subnet addresses. 192.168.100. And then this is the values we're figuring. These are the values of the smaller network. I'm just gonna go ahead, copy, paste those all in. I'm just gonna go ahead and fill up the chart. The subnet address. Well, the first one, that starts with zero. And what we're doing is, I'm gonna copy this table here and hopefully explain this. No, what we're doing here is we can actually go up to this table. This is our subnet zero, our first subnet. This was the network address. This is where we start off with zero, zero, zero. Now what we do is we take all eight of these bits with our network portion we calculated, take all eight bits, convert this into decimal. This one's pretty easy, all zeros is zero. That gives us our value here. Then we look at our second network. Once again, these are the three bits we're borrowing. We incremented it from one from the previous network. That gives us from zero, 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 we add one here. That gives us this value here. Then we take all eight bits, convert that to binary. The values here once again, and I'm gonna, just gonna go ahead and type these in again. I think that helps. The, the column values. Eight, 16, 32, and 128. We are working on the second network, subnet subnet one. This was the next address there. The next address is 001. Network addresses have all zeros in the host portion. We take the three bits we borrowed, we take the five bits, we put all zeros in there, and then we convert this all to a decimal notation. We notice that we only have a one in the 32 column. Wherever there's a one, we take those numbers, add them up, but we only have one one in there in the value of 32. That gives us the network address right here, got 32. Then we go move on to the third network. The third network, once again, we take the network value from here. We add one to that, one plus one is two, but there's no two in binary. We start over at zero, increment the next column. That gives us these three bits, three bits we're borrowing. The host portion is all zeros. We take and we now convert this into binary. There's only a one in the 64 column. That is the value of that column is 64. Now we are working on subnet three. 
the fourth one. This is subnet three right here. One, whoops. Once again, we added one to this. That gives us zero one one in the network portion, the three bits we're borrowing. Host portion gets all zeros. We convert this into decimal. When we convert that into decimal, we have a 32, we have a 64. So 32 plus 64, that gives us 96. That is the value of this column. As we look here, notice there's a pattern. Each subnet address, each network address here, this is zero. The difference between zero and 32, that's 32. The difference between 32 and 64, that's 32. The difference between 64 and 96, that's 32. What we're doing is we're adding 32 in here. For me, what I do is I do the first three, four, maybe even five. Here, the fifth network right here. Once again, we add one to the fourth network bits. One plus one gives us zero, carry the one. One plus one here again from the one we carried, that gives us zero. Increment the next column by one. Take those three bits, add in five bits of the zero. That gives us one, followed by all zeros. That is 128. We can go ahead and fill that in, which once again, 96 plus 32, that equals 128. And what I do typically is I just go through, I do the first two, three, four, five maybe, figure out what this is, and I just continue the pattern. So 128 plus 32, that is 160. 160 plus 32, that is 192. Then 192 plus our 32 here, 192 plus 32, that is 224. 224 plus 32, that gives us 256. Now remember, all ones, if we were to fill in all ones here, that is 255. 256 means you are over and beyond that. And so this is not part of our network. This subnet eight, the ninth subnet is not part of our network. And so we only have eight possible networks, which if we scroll up here, how many subnets does that create? That creates eight subnets. That's what we're getting here. Zero through seven or eight subnets. For me, filling in the rest of this chart is easy. Filling this in. What I do next is figure out what my broadcast address is. My broadcast address is one less than what my network address is. And so this is my network address. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna copy this, paste it up here. And one less than my network address is my broadcast address. That's so a dot 31. And I can continue on. The, the next network address for this one is a dot 64. That means we have a dot 63 there. And like I said, these values, the first three octets, they're set by your internet service provider and set by your network admin. So you can go ahead, fill those in right away. And what I do is I just look at the value network address of the next network, subtract one from it. So that's a 64, that gives us 63. Down we have 95, 127, 159, 192, 223, but we don't have a value here. We don't have the value here. What happens is when we get down to our subnet seven, our eighth subnet mask, we have a 111 here in the broadcast address once again. That's what we're looking here. The broadcast address, the host portion is all ones. If we have all ones here, the host portion is all ones. That gives us eight ones. And so the last value here should be a 255. What, what's left here is to fill in the first usable host, the last usable host address. Once again, you can't use the first at IP address. That's the subnet address that's the network address you can't use the last one that's the broadcast address you can't use these two what you have to do is use one more than this and so that gives us 192.168 that 
0.100 and you add one to this that gives us our first usable so zero plus one last usable is one less than the broadcast that gives us 192.168.100.30 192.168.100.30 that is how i fill this out and as we work through here once again the first three octets they're all going to be the same because we got that from our ISP. So I'm just gonna go ahead and fill those in. Fill those in here too. And now all I have to do is add one to this to give me my first usable. And so that's a 33, 65, 97, 129, 161, 193, and 225. The last usable address is one less than the broadcast address. So I can take the value in the fourth octet, subtract one, that gives me my last usable. This is 63, that would give us 62 for the second network. Third network is 95, subtract one is 94, 126, 158, 191, 222, and subtract one from 255 gives us 254, last usable address. That has now filled in the chart. That is normally the process I do. I get the subnet addresses, I fill those in. Then I come over here to the broadcast address, which is one less than the next network address. I can go through and fill that in. And then I fill in the first usable and last usable last. I keep those in the center because all you have to do is add one to the subnet address. That gives us our first usable. And then for the last usable, all you have to do is subtract one from the broadcast address. That gives us our last usable address. That's how I fill in these tables. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. If we look at our topology, we can see assigned subnet zero, that would be the first subnet from up here in this chart we just filled in, to the LAN connected to the gig ethernet zero zero interface on R1. What I'm gonna do is locate R1, router one, that is this device right here. the LAN connected to the GIG00 interface, that's right here. And so what we're looking at is this network right here. We wanna use that first network, subnet zero, on this network right here. And what we wanna do is assign it. And what I'm gonna do is just write it down. So we're gonna look up here our first network here was 192.168.100.0. And then you should always get in the habit of writing down your subnet mask. Now I could either write it as 255.255.255. And we can go up here and look, .224. We could write it that way. Or... You could write it this way, 192.168.100.0. That is our subnet, our network address again. And then you could put it as a slash number. Coming back up here to look at our binary of our new subnet mask. We have eight ones and eight ones again and eight ones again. And we're borrowing three bits. This is our full network portion. All of these across here. 8 plus 8 is 16, plus 8 is 24, 25, 26, 27. That is a slash 27 address. Coming back down here to step 2, 190, our answer for A, 192.168.100.0 slash 27. This is the, oh, I'm missing it. That should be a 224. This is the preferred method. This is the way, it's just a little bit shorter to write, a little bit quicker, and anybody in networking, they understand that. This is the method I'm gonna continue working through. Step B, assign subnet one 
to the gig ethernet zero one interface on R1, that is we are looking at this network right here. This is R1, this is the gig zero interface. This network, the network with PC2 switch to, we're gonna assign subnet one or our second network. That's right here, 192.168.100.32, 192.168.100.32. And it's the same subnet mask all the way down for all of these networks. It's the 255, it's the 255, 255, 255, 224, or it's a slash 27. And I, like I said, I will use the slash 27 at this point because I prefer that method. Assign subnet two to the LAN connected to the gig zero zero interface on R2. Once again, we are looking at this network right here. The one with PC2 and switch two in it. We are looking at this network right here. That gets subnet two, our third network. That is 192.168.100.64. slash 27. Assign subnet three, the fourth subnet to the LAN connected to gigabit ethernet zero one on R2. That would be this network right here. Go with PC4 and switch four in there. That's this network right here. That gets subnet three, our fourth network, 192.168.100.96. 192.168.100.96. And once again, same subnet mask, slash 27. And then for the fifth network we have, once again, remember, we do have a fifth network here. Assign subnet four, our fifth network, to the WAN link between R1 and R2, we are looking at this right here, this connection, the serial connections between R1 and R2 at this point in time. Fifth subnet, subnet number four starts off with 192.168.100 dot. Scroll up to our chart. Here's subnet four, our fifth one, 192.168.100.128. One twenty-eight, and then once again, same subnet mask. It's a slash twenty-seven. There we go. We have assigned network addresses to all of these five networks in our topology. Step three: document the addressing scheme. Fill in the addressing table. Once again, the addressing table is up on top using the following guidelines. Assign the First usable IP address in each subnet to R1 for the two LAN links. These are the two LAN links right here. What we're looking at, G00, G01. So we wanna put the first usable IP address on these two when we fill in our addressing table. And also the WAN link gets the first one. So serial 000 here gets the first usable IP address of this network. Assign the first usable IP address in each subnet to the R2 interfaces. That's gig 00 and gig 01 down here. Those assigned addresses that we just did the step before, give them the first usable IP address there. Assign the last usable IP address for the WAN link. We this is the same network here. Up here, R1, we're using the first usable. Down here, we're gonna use the last usable on this network. Then we're gonna assign the second IP address to the switches in each subnet. So looking here, each of these four switches is gonna get the second usable IP address. And then the last usable IP addresses are gonna get assigned to the PCs. Okay, we do have a bunch of information to fill in in a chart. First one, assign the first usable IP addresses in each subnet to the LAN links on the routers. Coming up here, here is our LAN link, R1. This is the first network here. That got, that got our first network. And so I'm gonna wind up doing a lot of scrolling up and down. 
this was our first network, subnet zero. The first usable address we can get right from the chart here, 192.168.100.1. Scroll up here, 192.168.100.1. And the subnet mask. Now, as we fill in this chart here, remember the subnet mask was always a slash 27, but when we fill in this chart, because we're going to be putting these in, we're gonna be programming, the router, the PCs, they don't understand slash numbers, but they do understand the decimal equivalent of that. And so what we're gonna put here is this address, 255.255.255.224 as that. Coming back here, our subnet mask is 255.255.255.224. This being a router, this being R1, does not have a default gateway. It is the default gateway for these local area networks, but the router itself does not have a default gateway. So this is basically, it's non-applicable at this point in time. Then we go to the G0 interface. We are looking at this network right here. We assigned it the second network. So I scrolled down here pretty quick. This is subnet one, our second network. This was the first usable, 192.168.100.33. We'll assign the first usable address there, 192.168.100.33. The subnet mask, once again, subnet masks are all the same. We're we have the same, we're borrowing the same bits for all of these subnets, that are, are smaller networks inside of our one bigger network. And what we, could do is we could actually just copy this here and what we do is we can paste that into every one of these fields because like I said we have the same subnet mask and the same subnet mask go ahead and paste that right in there and once again this router doesn't have a default gateway it acts as the default gateway for these local area networks over here but the router itself does not have a default gateway. So any connection here does not have a default gateway. And I'm just gonna put NA in all of these fields for router one and router two. Now all I have to do is fill in the IP addresses here. The IP address for R1 serial zero zero interface is right here. If we scroll down, it said, use the first assignable address for the WAN link also. The WAN link was assigned to subnet four, which is our fifth one. Subnet four is right here. If we come over to here, our first usable here was dot 129. We'll scroll up to our addressing table. 192.168.100.129. We filled in the subnet mask and the default gateway because there is none. There we go. We have our addressing done for R1. Now we're going to go ahead and do the addressing for R2. R2, gig 00 is this network right here. The network that's got PC3 in it, S, S3 in it. Coming down here, once again, looking at this, assign the first usable IP address in each of the subnets on R2 to the LAN links. Coming up here, we assigned subnet 2 to the gig 00 interface. That's what we're working on. Subnet 2, our third subnet is right here. Our first usable address, 192.168.100.65. Scroll up. We can put that address right in here, 100.65. Subnet mask already filled in. Next, we fill in our gig 01. Gig 01 is this last local area network. That's the one right here. If we scroll down, we assign gig 01 interface to subnet three, our fourth subnet. Coming up here, this is our fourth subnet. This is our network address. This is the first usable. Our first usable, 192.168.97. Scroll up to our chart here, 192.168.100.33. Uh, 
97. And then we have our serial 00 interface. Yeah, that is this other end of this connection. That, that is our WAN connection. Remember the instructions said use the first usable address here, use the last usable address down here. The subnet that connects R1 to R2 is subnet 4, our fifth one. That'd be right here. Here's our network address. This is the first usable. We also calculated the last usable, 192.168.100.158. This is the address they are asking for, the .158. Let's scroll up here. We have 192.168.100.158. That takes care of all the addressing for our routers. Now we have to address our four switches. Our four switches said assign the second usable IP address in the attached subnets to the switches. Okay, subnet one is right here. It's got S1 in it. If we come up here, our first subnet, and sorry, that's subnet zero, our first subnet, our first usable IP address was 192.168.100.1. Add one to it, that turns it into 192.168.100.2. That gives us our IP address for VLAN one on switch one, 192.168.100.2. Oh, I'm missing a period right there in the line above it for switch two. Come on down here, switch two. Well, we can look over here on our topology. Switch two connected to the gig zero interface. We know that is our second subnet, subnet one. Here's our information in our subnet table. Subnet one, our second subnet. That's our network address. Can't use that one. This is the first usable. We are looking for the second usable for our switch. Add one to dot 33, that gives us dot 34. 192.168.100.34. Switch three, VLAN one. This is switch three right here. It's on the third network or subnet two. Once again, remember subnet zero is the first one. We're on the third one. Let's scroll down to our subnet table. Here we have subnet two, our third subnet. Our first usable was dot 65. Add one more to get our second one. That gives us dot 66. Scroll back up. Let's fill that information in. 192.168.100.66. And then for the last switch, switch four. That is in the fourth subnet. Subnet number three. Scroll down to our subnet table. Here's our fourth subnet, subnet number three. First usable, 192.168.100.97. That's first usable, we want second usable. Add one more to that. Gives us dot 98, 192.168.100. Is that a dot in there? Dot 98. What we need to do also is for our switches, we have to specify the default gateway. The default gateway is the router address. That is our exit on and off of our network. For this first LAN right here, LAN zero, this is our network. This is our default gateway right here. This interface, we gave the LAN interface on these routers the first IP address. Or we can look back up here. This is gig zero zero on R1. This is our default gateway address, 192.168.100. That goes right here, 192.168.100.1. S2 is on this network right here, the one with the gig01 interface. If we go up to R1 here, look at gig01 interface. This is our default gateway address, 192.168.100.33. 192.168.100.33. Switch three, default gateway. Here, this is the network switch three on. It's got on R2, now we're looking at the gig zero zero interface. Come to our addressing table. Here's R2, the gig zero zero interface. This is the IP address, 192.168.100.65. That is our default gateway 
for the third network. And finally, switch four is on our fourth network. It is our network three. Once again, remember we start counting with zero. We are looking at the G01 interface on R2. Come up to here, here's R2. The gig zero one interface has this IP address, dot 97 at the end. That is our default gateway, 192.168.100. What was it again? Dot 97. There we go. Okay, that leaves us with our PCs left to figure out this addressing table. Coming down here, once again, what's the requirement? Use the last usable IP addresses to the PCs in each subnet. Well, this is where this table is going to come in handy again because for each subnet, we figured out what the last usable host IP address was. And this would be the IP addresses of our PCs in there. PC1 is on our first subnet, subnet 0. The last usable IP address... Here's our subnet, our first subnet, subnet zero. The last usable IP address, 192.168.100.30. That is our IP address of PCA.30. 192.168.100.30. Then we also need to fill in our default gateway. Our default gateway is our exit on and off the network. Once again, here's PC1. It is Right here is our exit on and off the network. It's our G00 interface on R1. We can easily look up here. This is R1, G00 interface. This is our default gateway, 192.168.100.1. Notice both switch one has 100.1 and PC1 has the same default gateway. These two devices, they're on the same network, because they're on the same network, they have the same default gateway, same exit on and off of the network. That is that is how it is intended to be. PC2 is on our second network. Our second network, subnet one here. Here we go, this is our network address, first usable, last usable is right here, 192.168.100.62 is our PCB address, 192.168.100.62, our last usable address in that second network, and our default gateway. Once again, this is our network, this right here, is the interface that is our default gateway. Gig01 on R1. Here's R1. Gig01, and then this is our address, 192.168.100.33. 192.168.100.33. PC3. PC3 is on our third network, network two. So we want the last usable on subnetwork two down here. Here's our third network, subnet two, network address dot 64, first usables dot 65, last usables dot 94. This then is our IP address of PCC dot 94. 192.168.100.94. And then we have to figure out what our default gateway is. Once again, this is the network we're looking at. PC3, switch 2. We are looking at this interface right here. The gig 00 interface on R2. That is our exit on and off of our network. That is our default gateway. Here is R2. Here is our gig 00 interface. This is the IP address assigned to it. This is our default gateway. 192.168. Where were we? Dot 100.65. Our our final line in this addressing table is PC4. PC4 is down here. That's on our fourth network. Subnet three. Scroll down to our subnet table once again. 
Here is our fourth. Here's our fourth network. Subnet three. Network address is dot ninety six. First usable dot ninety seven. Last usable is dot one twenty six. This is our PC four address one ninety two one sixty eight dot one hundred dot one twenty six. Let's scroll up here. One ninety two dot one sixty eight dot one hundred dot one twenty six. Then we need to figure out what our default gateway is. Once again, this is it. This is our connection. This is our exit on and off of this local area network, G01 on R2. Here is R2. Here is gig 01. This is the IP address for it, 192.168.100.11. This is our default gateway off of our local area network. 192, whoops. 168.100.97. And that fills out our addressing table. We are able to get that all from our system requirements. Number of LANs, number of devices, and then where what IP addresses are we assigning where? That gave us the ability to fill in that entire chart. Part two, assign the addresses to network devices and verify the connection. Part one, we figured out what our addresses were. Now part two, we're gonna go ahead and assign them. Most IP addressing is already done. In this packet tracer lab, a lot of this IP addressing is done already. What we have to do is implement the following steps to complete it. ERGRP, a routing protocol is already running on these two routers. And that's configured between the connections here. They'll share network information back and forth. Step one, configure the R1 LAN interfaces. What we're looking for is our R1 here. We're gonna configure these interfaces right here. Configure both LAN interfaces with the addresses from the addressing table. We gotta configure G00 and G01 and then configure the interfaces so the hosts on the LANs have connectivity to the default gateway, meaning we need to turn the interfaces on at that point in time. Go ahead and go ahead, click on R1 here. Can go in our CLI. I just automatically expand this window out. I hit enter several times to give us some clean working area. And so we have to configure IP addresses on G00 and G01. We need to get in to privilege exec mode, go ahead and type enable, hit enter. Now we're gonna make changes to the configuration. We need to get in global configuration mode. Once again, that is config T. Go ahead and do that. Notice our prompt has changed. We're gonna work on gig zero, zero interface first. Command is interface or int space g slash zero slash zero. Our prompt has changed again. Our prompt has changed again. Signify we are working on an interface. We want to assign the address here. Let's scroll up our addressing table. On R1, the G00 interface, this is the IP address and the subnet mask. Set the IP address. It is IP space address. Oh, I got an extra character in there. IP space address space, and then we can get our address from the addressing table 192.168.100.1 and because we are setting an IP address we also need to set or specify the subnet mask our subnet mask here is the 255 255.254 255.255.255.224 go ahead and do that and we have to turn on the interface so our devices can connect to that. Once again, the command to turn it on is no space shutdown. Once again, as we complete stuff, you can see that our completion percentage down here is increasing. I haven't hit entered. I'm going to go ahead and enter. Completion percentage is at 20%. I did no shutdown. We are now at 23%. We do get a status update. Gig Ethernet 
Status has changed to up, so the fit, the port has turned on. Line protocol is now changed to state up. We are running IP version 4 on there. I'm going to go ahead and enter a couple of times. We now need to set our IP address for our gig01 interface. At this point in time, I don't need to exit out. I can just change interfaces. So I go ahead and type INT space G0 slash 1. The interface changed there. There's no confirmation, but because we didn't get an error, we know it's successfully completed. Our G01 interface, here's our IP address. I'm in our addressing table. 192.168.100.33 and our subnet mask. Go ahead and set our IP address. The command once again is IP space address 192.168.100.33. And because we are setting an IP address, we need to specify our subnet mask 255.255.255.224. Sets that, turn on the interface, no space shutdown. And my completion is now at 46%. Interface gig01 has now went up. Line protocol has now went up. We need to do R2 with these addresses. I'm going to go ahead and minimize R1 window. Oh, no, let's go down and check our instructions. Our instructions now say configure both LAN interfaces on R1, configure the interfaces. So we set the IP addresses for this. We turned on the interfaces here. Once again, we the router is the default gateway, so the host can actually connect to the default gateway we need to turn it on. We are on to step two. Configure the IP addressing for switch three. Switch three is right here. I'm gonna go ahead and click on switch three. I'm gonna slide it over a little, make the window a little bit bigger. Click on our CLI tab. There we go. Hit enter a couple times, gives us a clean working area. On switch three, configure the switch VLAN one interface with addressing. Configure the switch with a default gateway address. We need to go into the interface VLAN one and set the IP address on switch three. We scroll up to our addressing table. Right here is switch three VLAN one. This is our IP address, 192.168.100.66. Here's our subnet mask, once again, 255.255.255.224, and our default gateway, our exit on and off of the network. That's the router interface. Okay, over in our CLI, I'm going to go into privilege exec mode by typing enable, go into global configuration mode, config T. We are working on the interface of VLAN 1. INT space VLAN 1. Changes our prompt saying we are working on an interface. It just happens to be virtual LAN 1. Here we can set our IP address, which is 192.168.100.66. IP space address, space 192.168.100.66. And because we're setting an IP address, we need to put the subnet mask of 255.255.255.224. Go ahead and set that, do a no shutdown on it. Change state went to up, line protocol is up. All good things. Last thing we have to do is set our default gateway. Once again, the default gateway applies to the entire device, does not apply to a specific interface. So we need to back out of the configuration of the interface, go ahead and type exit once. Takes us to global configuration mode. Once again, you can tell that from our prompt. To set the uh, default gateway, it's IP space. Don't remember exactly what it is. Put it in a space question mark. Command right here is default gateway. DEF. I use tab to do tab completion. And then we put in the IP address of our default gateway. This is the IP address of our default gateway. 192.168 dot 100 dot 65 the first usable ip address now because we are pointing it to an established ip address it's already been configured we don't have to put the subnet mask on there we don't do that we just do ip space default gateway space and then the ip address for our for us it's 192.168.100.65 and then hit enter we don't have to put the subnet mask in there if you do you're going to get an error and there we go we have configured that. 
and our completion percentage, we are up to 80%. Let's scroll down here. That took care of step two. Step three, configure PC4. Configure PC4 with the host, with the IP address and the default gateway. Okay, let's scroll up to our addressing table. PC4 is our last here, our last line in, in our addressing table. This is our IP address, this is our subnet mask, and our default gateway. I'm gonna go ahead and minimize our S2, or sorry, S3 window. Click on PC4 at this point in time. Over here on our desktop tab, I clicked on desktop here. I click on IP configuration. Make sure underneath IP configuration, not IP version six, but just under IP configuration, that's IP version four, static is selected and we can go ahead and enter in our information. Once again, our IP address, 192.168.100.126. 192.168.100.126. And notice our completion does not go up until I click out of the field. I'm still in the IP address field. We're at completion of 80%. I'm gonna click in the subnet mask field. We are now at completion of 86%. So you have to click out of the field to have it be graded. Our subnet mask, it gave us the slash 24, the default subnet mask, but we did some custom subnetting mask. We, we subnetted, we created smaller networks of our one bigger network. And so this is our subnet mask now. 255.255.255.224. We need to change the last octet from zero to 224. Go ahead and click in a different field, takes us up to 93% completion at that point. And then the last step is we need to set our default gateway. Here's our default gateway. Once again, exit on and off the network. That is the IP address of the gig interface that, that on router two. Here's our default gateway IP address of 192.168.100.97. As soon as you click out of that field, updates it. I am at 100% completion. Let's scroll down here. That takes care of step three. Step four, verify the connectivity. You can only verify connectivity from R1, S3, PC4. However, you should be able to ping every IP address listed in the table. What they did is only gave us access to R1, S3, and PC4. And so what I'm gonna do is from PC4 here, I'm gonna open up PC4, I'm gonna open up the command prompt. I'm gonna scroll up to our addressing table and I'm just gonna ping these addresses. Starting off with R1, gig zero, zero interface, ping 192.168.100.1. That works. Go down, ping the next one right here. PING space 192.168.100.33. Oh, I put in two decimal points. Let's correct that. There, that's working. Now we'll go ahead and ping the serial interface on R1. PING 192.168.100.129. That's working beautifully. Now we'll start pinging R2. Ping 192.168.100.65. There you go, that one works. Now we'll ping the G01 interface. Ping 192.168.97. I'm sorry, .100.97. There you go. And that's working and now we're ping the serial 000 interface on R2. Ping 192.168.100.158. There you go. We have now successfully pinged R1 and R2. Now I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna ping switch one, two, three, and four, and the other PCs. We are right here looking at this address. Ping 192.168.100.2. There we go. We had to do our process several times. And so we had to take the IP address 192.168.100.2, resolve it to MAC addresses, 
and then we can ping it. If I ping that address again, up arrow is my friend, all four will work. I was a little nervous there, but it, it worked. Now we're ping switch to VLAN one. Ping 192.168.100.34.34. Gonna have to do some ARP, I don't know how much. We are waiting still. There we go. Up arrow again, just to test it, make sure all four successfully work so that we can ping switch two. Let's ping switch three. Ping 192.168.100.66. Odds are we'll have to do, have two failed pings again. That's one. That's two, should start working. Up arrow to repeat that, all four are gonna work. Let's ping the last switch, switch four. 192.168.100.98. If I had to predict, it's gonna fail the first two pings because it has to do the address address resolution. Oh, we only had to do we only had one failed ping. There we go. Up arrow again to repeat it. All four will work. Let's go ahead and ping PC1. PC1. 192.168.100.30. That was the last usable IP address. We're going to have to do an ARP process here. Maybe request once. Worked all three. I'm going to repeat it one more time just to make sure all four worked. There we go. Ping PC2. Ping 198.168. 192.168.100.62. Do the ARP request, probably fail once. There it is, three out of four. I'm gonna just repeat it, make sure all four work. There we go, and let's ping PC3. 192.168.100.94. Gonna fail the first time. Next three are going to work. Repeat that ping just to verify all four are going to work. And so we have pinged every device on the network from the PC. I'm saying we've got great connectivity at that point in time. Scroll down to the bottom here and we are done. That was Packet Tracer Lab 11.7.5 subnetting scenario. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.